How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You think I noticed oh. the fucking the song at the end? The fucking rehash of our fucking theme song the, turned the to a sad cover. version? Uh, the piano cover of our team song, yes. Hi everyone! <gasps> and welcome to the retrospective of Dysel Roll Extinction Curse, recorded a mere seconds after the uh, finale of Dice Will Roll Extinction I mean, Curse proper. Ha! Going insane. Jesus Christ. We are... We did it. We did yeah. it. Another yeah. one in the bag. Another, wow. Most people don't finish, like, even one adventure path. Yeah. This is, like, no our fuck. sixth that we've done as a group. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And our second um, one that we recorded. Yeah. It... And people well, don't, like, often finish projects, either. Yeah, we've... we've listen, we're built different. <laughs> we... we you're built different. You're like the fucking mastermind behind it all. Yeah, and I wouldn't be able to do shit if it weren't for you, Tree, putting up consistently great stuff. Yeah, but uh, but <laughs> we wouldn't be able to be here without your fucking constant editing and your. Uh, don't shush me. Don't fucking shush um, me. So, you know, this is Extinction Curse, and I've said this like a lot of times. I don't know how many times I've said it, like where people can hear me say it. But Extinction Curse has felt like a campaign we just started and then have been doing for years at the same time. Yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the longest we've ever done a single campaign. Yeah. Like, uh, was it from July 2020 to March 2022? Mm-hmm. Um, like, most other campaigns, we I think our first one we did in six months. Yeah. How the fuck did we manage that? It's, it's insane. I've been in two relationships since we've started this oh <laughs> this season, and I'm 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 currently in one. Um, I think one of the things that's very funny is um Belzebub. Um, Belzebub is my what? ex's fucking character from Patreon. Yeah. Belzebub is uh Ritz's ex's character, and then Luna, you adopted her and made her better. 
<laughs> I need you to know. I fucking need you to know that that character was a joke character that shit her pants daily. Hmm. I like kick it. I like what you did. What we did together. You made a much better problem. character than he did. Wow. Yeah, I like the sister out better. <laughs> oh, um, okay. You make that so, as a joke I, character grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's gross. it's the. <laughs> I will say the one thing. Um, that is, I, I, I kind of want to look back now because, um, mm-hmm. we knew that we were going to play Extinction Curse the moment it was announced, yeah. which I think was May 2019. Yeah. Which is almost three years ago, which I hate. I, I remember, I was still in college. Um, I remember yeah. planning Volio with you while I was driving in the uh, parking lot of my college and Volio was supposed to be a, a sorcerer with a dragon bloodline. Oh god, yeah, that was a whole there was a pure <sighs> Let's actually let's talk about beta characters real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, because the talk. characters we have today came quite a long way. Um I think KK, you probably had the most consistent idea from the start. Yeah, because mine was real mine was pretty easy. Uh it was <laughs> considering I had a changeling and I mm-hmm. have uh basically like three changelings that are uh from the same mother. Mm-hmm. Uh well one of them came first. Uh, her name is Hyla, and she is, I believe, I made her in one E, and she was like an oracle of the cosmos. Oh, that's the only thing you can do in two E. So sweet, or something wow. else. It was something else, or yeah. it was something else like uh, space related or mm-hmm. uh, yeah. constellation related. But yeah, in two E, I have thought about it. She's an oracle of the cosmos. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, running joke with a lot of my changing characters is that uh, Hyla's sister. Hmm. <laughs> I, is there a, another one? I actually only knew about Hyla. Uh, there is another one that I don't know if I'll ever play, but uh, mm-hmm. I believe they are a true neutral rogue. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's really fun. Um, I remember because originally you were just gonna do Hag Bloodline. Yeah. Um, and then one day I came up to you and I was like, "Hey, KK," but uh. Would you be interested in kind of having a dual thing going on? Um, and obviously, I knew at the start it was going to be Zavgabzeb. Like that was the reason I offered it to you because I would, I like to kind of plan out things to give your characters. Um, like I knew from the start that Oddbody was going to be a protein thing, mm-hmm. and because the proteins had uh, a thing going on with Zavgabzeb, and I knew Ariato. Well, I didn't know immediately when you proposed her, but as I was like, hmm, sorcerer, huh? And I think you made a really good... Uh, you worked really well with that... Um, the character concept of, like, demon hag, as it were. Um, you made, like, something really, really emotionally charged. Like, the whole, like, circus uh, freak thing that then became an oracle and now, holy shit. I also do remember that you only took oracle because we realized that the demonic sorcerer didn't have any fire spells. Yeah, <laughs> we had to improvise that. Uh, <laughs> demonic that's... sorcerer not have any fire spells. Um, Ritz? You... Ritz, that is exactly what I said. <laughs> so, we're Catholic, or at least raised Catholic. And uh, we think demon, we think fire and brimstone. Yeah. In Pathfinder, the fire and brimstone are devils. Oh. Ooh. Demons are like weird aberration. <laughs> They're to like possess someone and fuck up your house type monster, not the devil oh. in hell thing. So, but we it was too late. We had commissioned Ariata with fireballs, and fire was a big <laughs> thing of who you were anyway. So I was like, hey, Lou, how about this? Would this help? 
Um, and it was true, Dad, that you actually took up Saren, right? Because that wasn't originally part of Tame, was it? No, originally it was suppo- uh, she was supposed to purely worship Nocticula. But at the same time, we also ran into the one conundrum. Nocticula yeah, is no chaotic fire. neutral. <laughs> so all your spells would not affect evil characters or chaotic characters. A lot of my divine characters. spells wouldn't work. <laughs> so I so had I'd... to pick a good <laughs> But you know what the best thing is? Technically, I would have just, I would have been fine with you just saying, oh yeah, well, she has powers from Serenrae, but you know, she doesn't think about it. You made like a lot with those two. And I kind of liked, you got like a moon goddess and a sun goddess. It's like a really fun duality. Yeah. And a lot about Ariato was dualities and you did a really good job with it. Um, duality characters are kind of what I work with best because I also like characters that play against type. Like That's very true. A you, lot yeah. of my characters are like that. I think the only one that isn't like that is Arceus. <laughs> Yeah, and that was because she was your first D and D character. Yeah, like, man, like Casca. I'm a healer, but <laughs> I'm a healer, but I'm going to call down a meteor storm on all of you sons of bitches. <laughs> also, KK, I do want to point out you currently have a two a two win streak on the final final blows on bosses. Yeah, I saw someone like point that out on. <laughs> I saw someone point that out in spoiler chat, and it made me laugh because I was like, oh yeah, I did really. I really did kill this boss as well as the last one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see about campaign tree. I say quietly, ominous. Oh my god! And we're not going to talk about campaign tree. If it ends up like that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say anything. It is very feasible. It could be you. There's only three of us. Oh my um, god! Now it is a one in three chance. To be quite fucking fair. That's, that's yeah. fair. Volio. <laughs> Hi. Let's talk about Volio. Um, Volio changed a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna try see if I can find it. You talk off the top of your head, and I'm gonna see I, what oh, I can find. I remember one thing that you said a lot at the beginning, and that was that mm-hmm. Volio is just a clown, nothing else. Volio. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I just how like he that TM. <laughs> that's how he started. Um, I literally made Volio for our kill cell server. Oh my god, he was oh, yeah. made in kill Cella. To host the fucking karaoke event. Um, <laughs> I made Volio via. I wanted to make a clown. And I wanted to make him have a friend named Kimbo. That was a kobold. Um, and it was Bimbo and Kimbo. And I didn't have a... He, he wasn't named Volio. He was just named Bimbo. I didn't have his name. Yeah, we um, have, you had to fight me to let me... You I had to Bimbo. fucking fight you tooth and nail to get the name Bimbo the Clown on air. Um, and you wouldn't let me have it for a good while until you finally gave in. Uh, people love him. Um, I love him. I love the name Bimbo. I actually couldn't care less if people hated the name Bimbo or not. I fucking love that his performance name is Bimbo. Um, but that's what he started. He started as a jester, actually, not really a clown, even though I called him a clown. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because you like clowns. Yeah, he he was originally a, 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 a still uh, an Azimar elf. Um, mm-hmm. That's but true. His, yeah. In in extinction curse, it was more like vague. I never really talked about it much, but his hair was like fully made of feathers. But in extinction mm-hmm. curse, it's kind of vague. Sometimes it it's I've There's said it's it hair. Somewhere. Sometimes I've said it's feathers. It's up to you. Uh, I I actually do have a list of things we were considering. Are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, Draconic Draconic Barbarian was our first one, and it was there for quite some time. Yes. Uh, that was the one we were thinking of quite a lot. Um, and I can tell where I was going with this. I, uh, Looking back at my old text, I think I was trying to tempt you into 
uh, surprise, you're actually a dinosaur bloodline sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, I see uh, that Because now. I was gonna, I was gonna be like, oh yeah, well, dragon, yeah, but you could have some fetters, sure, and you know, oh, we'll see how things go. I can tell I was trying to be like dinosaur bloodline. Yeah, because I really, twist. I really wanted the fetters. Um, yeah, we, we uh, but other options included, yeah, uh, giant totem and fury totem for traditional mm-hmm. barbarian-y stuff, uh, and then just straight up, uh, fey bloodline sorcerer. Yeah. You and I think Faye. we decided not to go with Faye Bloodline because uh, that was a primal casting thing. And yeah. Aria, we had just had Casca as a full uh, primal spellcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I also found the exact moment we decided to do um, uh, Silly Mode. <laughs> silly Mode was such a good idea. You came up with uh, that, right? I did, yes. Um, yeah. It was a complete fluke. Oh, was um, more genius. You were very excited. You were like, can we make that recurring bit? We sure fucking did, dude. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, also, there was a brief moment where I suggested Gnome as an option. And I you were like, no, I, I don't want that. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Volio wasn't a Gnome character. Can you um, can you imagine Volio as yeah, a Gnome? Can you fucking imagine? Um, but yeah, Volio, Volio changed. Uh, I'm very happy with what he ended up. I really genuinely... I really wanted to play him as just a clown. I thought that would have been so mm-hmm. fucking funny if there was just nothing else and he was just like that. You know, um, had had I not... No, I think actually even before I started pulling bullshit with Oddbody, you did have a tragic backstory that you ended up writing. Yeah. I, I wrote we did a it together. document on it. Uh, for the entirety of the campaign, before any of us said Willowside even once, Ritz and I had talked about Willowside extensively. And I don't yeah. know if you thought we were gonna go to Willowside... I thought it was going to come up, but I didn't think we were going to go there. <laughs> so, yeah, we really dunked you in. Also, that that <laughs> breakdown scene, 90% was because of you. You planned, like, all of that. Oh, no, yeah, I planned all of that. Um, The only thing that I didn't know what was going to happen in that scene was uh, Sivus being there and the yeah. monster turning into Jellicle Wong Wong. I knew, I knew you were going to try and push him over the edge somehow. I didn't know that was what it was going to be. But those are the two things that I didn't have control over in that scene. Everything yeah. else I knew was going to happen. You were the one who... Well, also, we didn't know Royari was going to somehow talk you down. I think that Yeah, everyone. I didn't think you guys were going to talk him down. You were fully prepared to permanently scare Volio. Wasn't that a whole thing? I, oh, yeah. I was fully prepared to have him uh, have it work. But it backfires and it didn't actually destroy much. Except for he took like most of the damage. And I would have had him uh, have like permanent burns and like scars from it. And I, I, t- I was yeah. expecting you guys to fight him, honestly. Well, not oh, Ariado was close. Ariado was yeah, close Ari- to adding to those burns. Now, Royari. Mm-hmm. Beta Royari. Um, I actually remember the exact moment that Royari was born. I don't know if you do. I literally don't remember anything. Um, <laughs> originally, Royari was going to be a full-on champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember your original character concept. A champion of Desna. Oh. who had joined the circus, but was a recent join to the circus because you were an immigrant, or a, I guess a, a refugee of Tyrant's Grasp. Um, oh my God! You were trying to bring happiness to people following the death and destruction of the Whispering Tyrant almost nuking the planet. I literally forgot about this entire thing. I completely And I remember the moment that you... Royari was... Because that's not Royari. Royari was born when the playtest for Swashbuckler dropped, and I remember reading it out to you, and I remember you saying, Hey, Derry, I want this. Hmm. Um, 
I also remember um, another big thing about it was you wanted Royari from the start to be redeeming people. We didn't know we were going to be a redeemer, but you wanted Royari to be redeeming people uh, mm-hmm. because of an anime, right? Do you want to talk about that? Which fucking anime? Black fucking butler. What? What? Yeah. What? Oh, you don't remember? oh, oh, oh my God. Sorry, I forgot. Um, so I like anime. <laughs> I like anime a lot. Um, and when I was a tween, I read Black Butler, and there was one arc that really that I re- that I think about a lot that involved a circus, and the people in the circus were basically being manipulated into hurting people, um, because because the leader of the circus was lying and saying that he was their family, but was actually manipulating them into hurting people, and it made me sad that the ending was all of those people dying. I hated it. I still hate it. Um, I mean, I don't think it's bad writing. It just, I personally hate stories like that. And I remember being like, I don't like that. I wish that I could have saved them. Unfortunately, CL is not a good person. Um, <laughs> but, but then I, I was, I wanted to make a character that would have. Yeah. Uh, also, your backstory was not set in stone properly until like the day, the episode where it was revealed. Because we had been like juggling like, several different takes on that backstory yeah i think royari went to prison in one of them yep oh my god as a child yeah as a child you were sent to prison by that childish guy who like was like fuck you street teeth um yeah but i think what we landed on was better for a lot of reasons like Mm -hmm. i think your relationship with your family really helped make royari who he is Mm -hmm. um now because we're not gonna be doing a super long retrospective uh just because it's been a long fucking week um, I'm going to shoot out some rapid fire questions. Is that okay with everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, each of you gets uh, gets to answer this uh, as briefly as you can. Is there a moment in Extinction Curse that shines out and like that you remember better than any other moment? We'll start with you, Luna. Do you have anything that jumps out at you? A moment that you just remember when you think Extinction Curse? Um. Doesn't have to be meaningful. Just a moment that you're like, huh, that's Extinction Curse. I want to say all of our performances. Yeah, fair fucking yeah, enough. Pretty much just like all the performances that we had. That's mostly what sticks out to me. Yeah, I think especially the first one and the last one, I like that you did do a loop. Yeah. Um, but I think those two really, especially the way Ariato did them, yeah, that stands out a lot to me too. Uh, Royari. Ugh. Oh man, I'm gonna have to stop saying Royari when I'm talking to you, Dave. Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. what's, what's a moment you remember? Um, it was something that we had to re-record because I wasn't happy with it. Um, it was the argument that Rary had with her family because the first mm-hmm. time it was it was good, but the second time I cried. <laughs> 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 the second time I remember crying because I got really <laughs> into it, and I've never been able to talk to anybody like that in real life for obvious reasons so having mm-hmm. Rayari be able to openly communicate the way that their family had hurt him without even meaning to i think was really important mm-hmm. to me and it's something i think about like constantly i still think about it like weekly uh ritz what about you what's it well i can kind of guess but go yeah, on yeah it's 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 fully this breakdown that was something that was incredibly yeah. important to me as a person um i think that really marked the midway point of extinction curse because it went from haha silly felony circus to oh these characters are traumatized mm-hmm. uh being able um, to play out that kind of plot point is very important mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, I think it's uh, the time that Mayor Vandy told you all what was happening with him. That is the moment that I remember the most. Mm. Um, Especially because I remember 
obviously Roy Ari and Bully Rory, but Ariato was starting to feel sick. And he, I think you realized before I even revealed AKK what was happening there. And I remembered that satisfaction I got. <laughs> I really liked Good. that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, a, it. It it was, was storytelling I also really <laughs> liked the um, the the uh, fucking that ghost. Do you remember? Old Roger Swinton's dead in his grave. Yeah, that, that was really good. Shit, that fun with that one. I, uh, that's one of my favorite things I've ever DM. I was really <laughs> loving it. Uh, okay, a uh, fight that you remember above others, like the your, the fight that you either thought was the most memorable or uh, the one that you remember doing something you liked in, etc., etc. Ritz, we'll start with you. Oh God! Oh fuck! Um. Oh, this is such a hard mean- question. You can just choose the first one that jumps to mind. Um, I I'm thinking about the the one where uh, I think I've said it before. I think I did it for the memory in one of the uh, towers. Uh, the one where they all uh performed against the uh fucking nightmare three from Mr. Stusslights. Oh God, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a a, a traditional fight, but it was a fight that I remember. Yeah, definitely, it was a good one. I had a lot of fun doing uh, Jellico because we had like joked about Jellico and Volio being clown exes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's serious. still the funniest joke. Uh, by the way, in the book, his name is Jellico Bounce Bounce, not Jellico Boing Boing. I strong arm Derry into having that name for him. Yeah, because I made no, it. No, because Derry mis- misheard it the first time he heard it. Yeah. And he told me that it was Boing Boing. I misread it. I was like, oh yeah, it's Jellico Boing Boing. Then I was like, sorry, it's Jellico Bounce Bounce. You're like, no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> not anymore. Dave, what about you? What's a fight that you had a lot of fun with that you remember? Um, it's hard to be. It's it's hard because they, I don't think that I could think of like one single thing. But the first thing I'm thinking of, um, is not even a character moment for Ariari. Um, it's the one that we did for Ariato, the one with the mom. I just was. Uh, oh God, I, yeah. I, re- I really liked that one. Um, and. I personally really liked when Ryari yelled at the mom because I like <laughs> yelling at shitty moms. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Lou? You got anything? Um, I want to say that it was Ariel's fight with Victor. Oh God, yeah, with the fire. Um, where you yeah. like, hey, Victor, fuck are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and getting him to like, what was it? Like Fear Five? Yeah, Frightened Five. Jesus, you, yeah. you fucking slam dunked him. Yeah. That was actually really sad. I've never seen Frightened go up that high that fast. So, yeah. You know, honestly, I fucking feel you. Um, That was a really good one. I also just remembered in the middle, uh, I have an explanation uh, for something. Yes. Do you guys remember how I couldn't tell, like, I wouldn't tell you where the final Aeon Orb was? Oh my fucking god, you yeah. finally know? I'm still mad yeah. about that. So, here's the thing. I didn't know. I know. It was because the book that told us where it was had been delayed several months. So, know, so the reason that, that the, the light is in uh, Absalom at the end is meant to be a fun little nod because the final Aeon Orb is in Absalom. And oh. uh, it's, yeah, a group are using it in Absalom for reasons that we don't quite know uh, in a giant tree in the middle of Absalom. One that I've actually known about and I didn't realize, but the Aeon Orb is inside that massive tree. Holy shit. Um, so if you want to know more, maybe you'll be able to puzzle pieces together. It's in the Lost Omens Absalom book. There's lots of stuff. I just don't know what's inside it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because all I know is it's in Absalom. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think... Will we do one last round of questions? One last? Yeah, we've got time. Okay. All right. Uh, then my last question for everyone is... 
out of all the big bosses, like the book end bosses, which one did you like the most? That'd be Kavnakash, Tasaka, mm. Mistress Dusklight, which I feel maybe this is an unfair question. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Dizzelin Shrain, uh Sarvel Everhunger, and uh Helg Eats the Eaters. Oh, and also uh uh Auntie Scarja, I suppose. She was a bonus boss. Yeah. Uh, fucking Helg's my favorite, obviously. <laughs> She's my best friend. Helg was actually not supposed to be nice. Um like she is not supposed to help you. She's a fucking queen. Um in the book, she will offer to help you, but she it's more of like a truce and then bye see you. But I was like, I mm-hmm. like her too much. She's my friend now. Bye. I, and then I all the fans got really thirsty know. for her. I I know what happened, Derry, because you have a yeah, character my... like her. Yeah. I have <laughs> you in one of the blooper reels you can hear me being like Dave pointing out, hey, this is a lot like your actual other character. I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Played yourself. <laughs> I gave Helga a girlfriend because I can. Fuck you guys. So true. My, so cute. my canon, my rare pairs. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Lou? Do you got a favorite final boss? Uh, I want to say favorite. Um, favorite story wise, I would probably say Mistress Dustlike. Mm-hmm. But mechanically and also uh, for the sickest lines, uh, Final boss. Oh, Sarvel? Yeah. Yeah, hey, real fast. You know how he got a, like a turd tentacle? Mm-hmm. If uh-huh. you had not if you had killed him before you started restoring things, he would have got back up again and grown another tentacle. That was his mechanic. He keeps getting oh back God. up and fucking you guys over with his tentacles. <sighs> God. I see. That has that has the potential to be literally the longest boss fight in history. Like he God. would technically have over a thousand HP. That would kill people. Um, that's mm-hmm. hard. Um, I'm glad that it didn't end up like that. My favorite yeah. boss is Dizzle and Train. I liked you like his sorry little ass. <laughs> I I liked that entire that book, fun. uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I like the idea of kicking the ass of really, really, really bad people. Um, <laughs> Dizzle and Train is a really bad guy. Mm-hmm. I also really love that, like. Train. he's a really powerful spellcaster, but also he's completely fucked the moment you start fighting him because his AC is not that high, and also he's super weak to fire magic, which you would have gained a lot of access to at that point. So you start blasting with fire, and he's fucking he's he is dust on the wind. He's like, oh god, oh fuck, oh shit, I didn't plan for this. Anybody from the surface. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So there's our three questions. And I think <sighs> that's Extinction Curse. Uh, honestly, the most fun I've ever had GMing, and I really, really had a lot of fun with how wacky and silly it was, and you guys had such great characters that told a really good story, and, you know, the whole Arden-George Washington effect, where Arden is originally introduced as this kind of nice god, you know? He did a lot for us. But this book was all about unraveling that and being like, hmm, no, actually, that was pretty shit. We already, like, KK, I know you specifically really didn't like him because of stuff that was even revealed in Extinction Curse, or uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tyrant's Grasp. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Tyrant's Grasp had already... um... Yeah, it it may have been like, hmm, that's kind of weird that he would do that. This whole campaign (laughs) just made it, like, so much worse. It it just started making more sense why all of that... I I like to think that Sarvel wasn't the bad guy. Well, he's the bad guy, but he wasn't, like, the the big bad of Extinction Curse. I'd like to think Mm -hmm. that really... It is Arden. And all They're these things he did, sure, great. He made Absalom. 
but none of this would have happened if he had shown empathy for other people. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think Are the curtain closes on Extinction Curse, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's the last we've ever played of Ariato Royari and Volio. Stop saying it like that. <laughs> like you're actually <laughs> like you're actually gonna keep that promise. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. So like there'll be like pride events and stuff where I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, you know the worst I actually do have like a huge one shot idea that I've been planning for literally like months. So I yeah. can't even talk shit. I have I have been setting up something and it'll pay off in a one shot whenever we get to do it. I have been setting up a Extinction Curse 2 fun little one shot that you guys were like oh yeah that is an unresolved thing so um <laughs> look forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun Volio um, comes back from his nondescript adventures yeah i think you said he was gonna go see his family right yeah and then a few other things but that's yeah, yeah. so gonna go kiss but now him. before before we end there is one mm. last thing i want to talk about yeah, yeah. We aren't ending Dice of Roll. Far from it. No, no, no. Yeah, Obviously, not. we've talked about Campaign Tree quite a lot, haven't we? Of course. Mm-hmm. We've been planning Campaign Tree ourselves for a while, but I think it's time we finally let everyone in on it. But not before we go over some incorrect guesses! <laughs> um, <laughs> people are screaming at their phones angrily now. Um, about when the uh, when the last episode came out, um, we released a thing saying, hey guys, who wants to bet what the next uh, Extinction Curse, uh, sequel to Extinction Curse will be? Um, and we got a lot of responses, and I want to kind of go through a highlight reel of them, uh, because there were some very good guesses, um, and some, I, I'd like to talk about why for some of them. So, uh, I told everyone that we're going to have Campaign Tree, and, uh, we're going to have, um, a lot of, it's, it's going to be another second it's going to be another Paizo Pathfinder Adventure Path. That's all I told everyone. And um, let's go through some of these. Um, there was a few people who guessed it would be Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, number one, because Wrath of the Righteous has um, demons and a lot of uh, demons to slay. And also a lot of paladins, which would have been a dream come true for Dave. Uh the reason I didn't want to do Rav the Righteous, uh, there's a couple of reasons, um, and reason number one will apply to a lot of adventure paths, um, is I don't want to go back and do a first edition campaign in second edition, um, mostly because the World of Galarian has a chronology and those events have resolved by now. I like to stick kind of in the current moment, so I, once we've done Extinction Curse, I don't want to do anything that came before Extinction Curse, you know? Uh, secondly... Wrath of the Righteous is very good, but it's also fairly bleak at times. Um, it is about a demonic crusade uh, and paladins fighting back against it and innocent villages being raised, you know, and it's about war. And first off, war is not something we want to do right now, considering the state of the world. <laughs> um, but also, uh, when we did Tyrant's Grasp as a group, um, that was the one thing I found was that we don't really like doing bleak games. If it's bleak... And even if there's, like, a shred of hope and, like, oh, you know, keep fighting. Bleak games kind of bum us out. We like to play games that are a lot more fun and excitable. Um, so, Rav the Righteous, while I would love to run it sometime, and there's a really great uh, Pathfinder Infinite product that brings Mythic classes to 2nd edition, uh, which, for those who don't know, Mythic classes are, like, classes that basically... They kind of sort of take you to level 30. Uh, it's stuff, like, where you become, like... Instead of a guy with a sword, you become Hercules. Instead of, like, a wizard, you become basically God, etc., etc. 
but yeah, I don't think I didn't I didn't I don't think our Avaratchus would have been perfect for our group. Some people suggesting stuff like uh, Strength of Thousands. Strength of Thousands is an adventure path I am running, but not for Dice or Roll. Uh, the big reason there is that um, none of us are black, and Strength of Thousands is an adventure path which is uh, Afro, uh, Afro fantasy. Um, it is set in the beautiful Magambia Academy, which is this ultra powerful, like it is magic university uh, in, uh, you know, Central Africa type setting. It's beautiful, it's gorgeous. It's also extremely roleplay heavy, which is something that would suit this group. However, none of us are black, and I felt kind of weird taking that spotlight from black creators. Um, I would much rather use our platform to push smaller podcasts who are have black people and are running this to give them the spotlight that they deserve, rather than being like competing against them. It, it didn't sit right by me. Um, not to produce, to play for sure. I'm absolutely excited to play it myself. Um, but not not to sell as a product, as it were, you know? I think that that should go to other people more deserving of it. Some people want uh, Agents of Edgewatch, which uh, the reason being is that Ilsetia Wormtouched appeared in Agents of Edgewatch. We've actually already finished Agents of Edgewatch for a home game. It's what we played before going into Strength of Thousands. Uh, the two reasons that we didn't want to do Agents of Edgewatch for this campaign, for a dice roll even, is uh, Agents of Edgewatch is a... Um, it gets a lot of flack because it is about city guards and a lot of people assume that it is about propaganda. Which, in fairness, book one has some really, really weird takes. Like, civil forfeiture is okay and, hey, why don't we go bust a union? Both of which are things I removed. Um, overall, it is not uh, just a guard campaign. It's much more easy to describe it as like a detective campaign. And it even goes on to like delve into the fact that... Uh, Gar police units are generally corrupt and serve the elite rather than the people and um, has some really great storytelling. So if you have been poisoned against Agents of Edgewatch, I would consider saying read through it or play it sometime because it is a fantastic story and that's coming from a communist um, which does criticize police forces. And it's more just, let's solve a mystery. The second reason it's completely inappropriate, it is way too rated R. Oh my god, I love horror, but there was like some gruesome horror in it. Like, gruesome. Um, to the point where I almost felt sick running at times. It was great, don't get me wrong, but uh, it would not have been conducive to happy vibes. So people suggested Carrying Crown, which again, we've already run. We even have a one-shot, uh, which aired just before the finale of uh, Kingmaker, where we play our Carrying Crown characters at level 20. That's Shivers and Creams. Go check it out. It's absolutely fantastic. Um... Yeah, I think actually that's that's about it. Those are most of the guesses. Thankfully, and I'm glad that a lot of people have, there is one guess that people did get right. And uh, I'm just going to read a little something out to uh, introduce you now to Campaign Tree of Dice Will Roll. Go ahead. Do you have what it takes to stand among legends? To overcome impossible foes and challenges. To be the greatest fighter in the world. Then prove it at the Ruby Phoenix Fighting Tournament. Once every ten years, adventurers from around the world are invited to the eastern continent of Tian Sha, where dragons rule nations and kami live in sprawling forests of spirits. It is here that they compete in a martial arts tournament 
organized by the mythical sorceress Hao Jin, the Ruby Phoenix. The prize? One of the infinitely powerful relics she's collected over the millennia, from weapons that have felled nations to hand-woven demiplanes, artifacts anyone in the world would do anything to own. And this year, for the first time in 300 years, Hao Jin herself will act as the Grand Judge of the Tournament. 32 teams will compete in the Trials of Danger Island. 8 will compete for victory in the finals in the city-state of Goka. And only one team will stand victorious. Are you ready? Then fight! Dice will roll, campaign tree will be Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, a martial arts extravaganza going from level 11 to level 20. Join us soon, adventurers, as we prove ourselves the champions of the world. There is no way that, there is no way that KK and I would let Derry not play the Asian campaign. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon, and keep it rolling! <laughs>